With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. To make a long story short and kill the thought of dissing me You can keep your jealousy, you can't get the best of me Stressing me, impressing me to flip the script So watch your lip before I bust it open Slip and get your butt good whipped evening, like Good evening, Hope y'all doing well this nice Wednesday evening Uh, chilling with the little every man Cause every man, you know these little fortunate lives, and even though it seems like every man for himself and, and, and Pittsburgh these days, uh, it's still all good. Anyway, uh, before I put you up the introduction <laughs> anymore, this is Scott Burks, and this is the Clown Hour. Um, I, I, you know, I have a, a you know just part of a sports ball called the Clown Times. It's Clown spelled with K. You can find me on the web at www.clowntimes.net, and you can find me on Facebook as well. Just do a search for the Clown Times. Again, that's Clown spelled with K. You can find me there as well. Lots to get into. Uh, you know, okay, you know, you got the NBA. I mean, NBA, the MLB Major League Baseball playoffs, uh, which actually started last night. Which was an awesome, awesome, awesome NL wildcard game. We got a American League wildcard game tonight as well. Uh, as well as, you know, reviewing all that happened in week four in the NFL um, and picking week five games as well. And last but not least, we have to talk about one Lev Young Bell. Uh, he's going to come back for week seven, um, which is a bye week for the Steelers. And uh, who the hell else knows what will happen with that? But anyway. To help me break it down, it's my partner in crime. Y'all know I'm from the yard, so I say HBCU Sports. We wrestle all things HBCU Sports, uh, as well as uh, Sleazy Radio here on Blog Talk Radio once a week. And last but not least, you, you can also see him on Herosports.com. We wrestle for all things HBCU Sports and other sports, mainly FCS as well. The one only, Dwayne Nash is back, and uh, he's out. So what's up, B? How you doing, man? Scott, who you with? I don't know who I'm with. I'm every man, every man for himself. I mean, I butchered that introduction <laughs> with Pete Rock. <laughs> I couldn't help myself. I'm a huge Pete Rock fan, as most people know. You and me I both. I mean, from reminisce over you with um, with um, CL Smooth and company. I mean, he's, he's been. I mean, he produced so many of my favorite hits, man. You know, Heavy D, many of his hits. Uh, yes, you know, sir. You name it. He's, it, it, Pete Brock's been a part of it, so I love it. So, uh, but yeah, I got a little bit carried away. There. You <laughs> so can never good. get carried uh, away with Pete Rock. Never get carried away with right. Pete Rock. Right, right. I mean, his song, his stuff never gets old. And by the way, that that you know that track, Every Man, that's like, that's that's like almost twenty five years old. That came out in ninety five. So, what album is that? Like, I was trying to. In I I and I I and I just do a Google search for oh, I and I, I okay. every man okay yeah, I and I every man you see it's, it's, it's gotcha it's, it's it's a compilation album that Pete Rock produced for many acts 
uh, many rappers, groups. It's all on that one album. So it's pretty much like a mix. I'm going to check for that. An old school mix. All right. Yeah, you should. It's it's really good. Um, as much as I love to rap about all things Pete Rock, uh, see what I did there. Uh, we got to get into <laughs> a little bit of baseball. Um, dude, before I get into the playoffs, man, how awesome were the playing games for the NL Central and West Division titles? I mean, basically, oh. baseball could not ask for anything more. It kind of like, it was like reminiscent of what? A, a, shoot, I guess what three, four years ago when um, pretty much every like three or four last games of the season all had playoff implications. I think the Red Sox played yes. the Rays for the for the chance to be the, the the wild card, and I think someone else played for the division title. Uh, I think a couple of teams in the National League. That's the stuff going on that day as well. That's the that's the that's probably the most ex- exciting day in the Major League Baseball recent history, if not ever, in terms of implications and interest. And then you have mm-hmm. like games that pretty much decide, okay, are they going to do the playing games or not? Like like Milwaukee winning their final game of the regular season, Chicago dropping theirs to St. Louis, um, you know, as well as the Dodgers and the Rockies doing what they need to do. And you know, but both both but both playing games are very exciting. I mean, you can't ask for like a double better than a than a double header of games that were pretty much essential playing games for division titles, and then follow that up with last night's wild card game, a thirteen inning marathon in Chicago where Colorado beats beats the uh, beat the Cubs two to one, and now you got my Yankees and and, and Athletics going on this this evening. Could, it, could Major League Baseball script this any any better as a that's a lead in to the to the playoffs which starts tomorrow? Well, actually it started last night technically, but the division series starts tomorrow night. I mean, I bet that Mansfield and Company and the Major League Baseball's offices couldn't have couldn't have even dreamed this to, to turn it even better than this. You know what? If they would have wanted to script this out a little bit better, maybe one of those playing games could have been an AL game, or maybe even two AL play-in games along with the two play-in NL games. You know, more baseball is probably what they would have been hoping for. So if you could have got that extra day of as much extra baseball as possible, they would have loved it. They would have loved it. But this, you know, I was asking uh, Sweet Lou last night, when was the last time, you know, you had two play-in games for playoff spots, and he couldn't remember. Um, but yeah, mm. that, that, I actually considered that to be the first round of the playoffs because, you know, you had your, oh, your yeah. winners and losers either moving on, and and, and, and and then you had at least one of those three teams not returning the next day, and then two of those teams that lost ended up playing each other last night, that game going 13 innings. Now, the only thing I, I'm guessing – Major League Baseball office would hope for is at least for this game to at least stay like this or maybe the A's come back and tie it up but have the Yankees move on. What they probably don't mm-hmm. want is a team in Oakland who a lot of fans, including myself, have no idea who is on that roster going over to Boston instead of having that Boston-New York rivalry. You know their mouths are watering for that right now. But yeah, if it oh, turns out no to doubt. be 
<laughs> if it turns out to be Oakland, <sighs> I'm going to deal with it because it will be a great series, but it's, it's not what they're hoping for. Well, let's put it this way. The A's collect. I saw this at ESPN earlier today. Um, their, their, their whole entire payroll is had an opening day payroll of $66 million. That's yeah. damn near near the bottom. And yet here they yeah. are. <laughs> Again. They had a hot streak middle of the season, man. They just took the hell off. I mean, they, 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 they were in like third place, third or fourth place. And the division yeah. behind uh, the, the Angels and the, the Mariners. The Mariners were tearing up earlier, but they sizzled out. Yeah. And then the Angels mm-hmm. came out freaking nowhere, man. And I love watching small market teams like Oakland, like Kansas City, that have these low payrolls that come from out of nowhere and end up surprising the baseball world. And, and you know, and, and maybe <clears throat> even making a little bit of noise in the playoffs. But you know, MLB office in New York, you know they want the big cities. You, you know they want the Dodgers to advance. You know they want the Yankees to advance, at least play Boston. They would love to see, you know, at least one of those two teams face up against the World Series champion from last year. Actually, you know what? It probably wouldn't matter coming out of that Houston-Cleveland series because you have the last two AL representatives. In that in that matchup, so it, that's true. I, I, I think I think they could be happy either way. And then you have the, the, the surprise again in, in in Milwaukee, but once again, Milwaukee is not one of those sexy cities, especially going up against Colorado. You know, they, they would have loved right. again if, if if Chicago would have been capable of winning last night. But um, right, you know, for them to lose two nights back to back has to be tough for the Cubbies and and, and their fans. You know what, speaking of which, for a team that won the World Series only two seasons ago, it seems like they're at a crossroads, right? I mean, mm-hmm. they've been eliminated early twice in a row following the World Series win. And uh looked like that should buy Joe, Joe Madden lifetime exempt status, if we're in terms of like, job security. And, you know, I know that Theo Epstein was brought in for Boston, to work as magic, front office magic in the minor league system and on personnel on the uh, on the major league roster, which he's done a fine job with that. Obviously, done a fine job mm-hmm. with that. And Joe, Mott, Joe, we got to finally see what Madden can do with unlimited resources, unlike in Tampa. I just think that something again. They the Cubs didn't win the. It wasn't that long ago that the that the Cubs won the World Series. It seems like something mm-hmm. is off with these guys. I mean, to have a team celebrate on your home field with different milestones yeah. twice in a row, two nights in a row. Yeah. Plus, I mean, I mean the the Brewers winning the division on their home field, then mm-hmm. you got the Colorado Rockies of all squads winning the wild card yeah. on your field back to back nights. What is going on with the Cubs, dude? You know what? I don't know if it's still the malaise from winning the World Series. I don't know if it's the anticipation or what I would like to consider to be very similar to what Magic Johnson went through in L.A. Because, you know, everybody was waiting for the summer of uh, 2018 to see exactly what was going to happen with free agency. 
and you know right. there's a big name floating around in MLB free agency this summer, well, this winter, that everyone is, at, well, leading up until about maybe this season, a lot of people had that person right. going to Chicago, and, of course, that's Bryce Harper, and you know right. that's what this entire winter is going to be about. I mean, there will be some other names and some other big names that are going around, but as it pertains to to my hometown of Washington D.C., Bryce Harper this winter in terms of MLB baseball is the name that everybody's keeping their eye on, and the fact that he mm-hmm. has been at least attached to Chicago to some degree, right, has some fear going on here, and maybe has distracted Chicago a little bit. I don't. It, it shouldn't have no bearing on the players whatsoever or the coach. It shouldn't. And this team, in my personal opinion, still should have been good enough to win at least last night, if not right. Milwaukee. That's the thing. But, they're mean, so talented, dude. They're very talented. But, Jelic, this dude, if not for the Marlins, dealing uh, this, this cleaning house and, and, and passing out players left and right, if he doesn't make their, his way to Milwaukee – you know, Chicago wins the division. They do. But Yelich is in Milwaukee. They win the division in a tight race. They beat Chicago at the crib. My guess, Chicago at the plane the day before, probably slightly tired. but And, and they looked at, too, especially around seven, eight, eight, six, seven, eight inning last night, where there were instances mm-hmm. where some players were just throwing bats around, just hoping to make contact. You know, right? But they were able to stretch it to thirteen, and it, it, it still wasn't enough. Just wasn't enough. So right. yeah, it, it, we'll see what happens this, this this winter. I keep saying summer. I'm so used to thinking summer free agency, <laughs> but I'm going to see what right. happens this winter to, to to see what moves they make, if any, because if they don't make any moves, the pressure is really going to be on on Joe Madden and. You know, there was talk on whether or not he will return next season or not, and he's already said that he will. But I think the pressure is really going to be on him to succeed next year in 2019. And if they don't, he might be the first head to roll. He, he, might be the, he might roll on his own, actually. He might decide to step away. Right. It, 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 it all remains to be seen. Right. And that's the thing. Um, yeah, good point there. Well, let's still focus on teams that are actually in it. They're starting American mm-hmm. League. Should we give the Cleveland Indians a chance? I mean, they played the defending champion Houston Astros, and Houston's a heavy favorite, of course, because Cleveland played yeah. in such a piss poor division. They almost they almost got a back they firstly backslid to to the division title. Should we is there a reason why we should give Cleveland a chance? Or it's like, yeah. or am I just wasting my time? No, you should give them a chance because they're in it. And, you know, you have a, a seven-game series. And you have at <clears> least <throat> seven games right. to, to to win. It is seven games, right? I just want to make sure that there's no, no uh, janky think, Let me see. I think it's – think because it used to be five. Yeah. It, yeah, I, yeah. I think it's five. I think it's five in the first yeah, – Yeah, five. Okay, well, it was five. Yeah. They, they got five. You know, everybody's yeah. just playoff. Playoff, uh, man, <laughs> it is crazy. But 
they have five opportunities to win three, right? So they, yeah. they have a chance. Right. But the quote, the theme music of one Vincent Kennedy McMahon, they have no chance in hell. Now, my <laughs> this isn't the same Houston Astros juggernaut that rolled through baseball last year. It's not, you right. know, but they, they probably figured it out. And it's, it's something about teams, once they've won the title, they figure out how to handle the regular season to make sure that they're mentally and physically prepared for the playoffs. I've talked about it on the show often. Teams like the San Antonio mm-hmm. Spurs, the Golden State Warriors have now figured it out. The New England Patriots have figured it out. Pittsburgh Steelers, another one of those teams, figured out how to handle the regular season, even though we'll talk about that a little bit later. They figured out how yes, to handle the regular season to get into the playoffs and make sure they hit that switch. That's why they didn't necessarily have to come out and, 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 and you know, be gangbusters, but they did have to mm-hmm. – they, they wanted to compete well. They wanted to win their division, and they wanted to make sure they didn't have to play in a wild card, and they've done all of that. That's why they had the number two right. seed. I have them moving on past Cleveland and, and moving on to, to face the winner of the Boston and whoever comes out of this New York-Oakland series. Well, here's the deal, man. I wish you're on the brain. I don't give Cleveland a chance in hell. Snowball chance in hell. <laughs> and what's messed up about that is, it's not like Cleveland has a bunch of scrubs. I mean, they do have Jose Ramirez throwing out home runs. They have mm-hmm. like Michael Brantley batting three oh nine. Edward and Carson Asano, mm-hmm. one hundred seven yeah. fingers. I mean, I mean, runs better than. And they do have um, uh, Trevor Bauer. I like saying their last name, Bauer. Um, <laughs> Like it was like 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 with his low ERA and he's the ace of the staff. Corey Kluber in the bullpen, um, but again, Houston, they don't. I mean, they sure Cleveland has all those folks, but they don't have Dallas Keuchel. They do not have no. Justin Verlander. They those no. those two are hammers. They are the hammers. The bullpen. I mean, I, I'm, I'm sorry. Yeah, I guess the bullpen. Uh, you know, you know the pitching staff. And if you don't have those mm-hmm. two hammers, you're toast. And for Cleveland to go against those two guys in the first game, in the first round, God bless them. I mean, I mean, but Houston is so strong. That one, of, and, and you know, I know that they batted numbers are down from last year, but those guys are still manufacturing runs. And it's and you, yeah. not every day where you see a team that has they build the manufacturing run and shut you down with the pitching staff. That's rare. Houston has both of those things. And mm-hmm. I know we didn't see it coming two years ago, but those, those cats aren't going anywhere. And it would really shock no. me to the bit, and I know we'll get into this very shortly, if they represent the AL again in the World Series. But Boston, as much as I hate to say it, the Red Sox, man, they can match like mugs. But those cats could pitch too, man. They yes. they could pitch. Chris Sale, woo! I mean, huge pickup uh, for them. And, and, yes, that was huge, dude. I mean, and 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 I'm trying to think of another guy on the staff. Not uh, not David Price. David Price is soft as tissue paper. Not uh, not him. I'm trying to think, think think of another guy. He's Italian, dude. I can't think of his name. But uh, anyway, I, I guess I figure, I'll, I'll find it later. But. 
the whole the fact of the matter is, if you have Rick Rick Pacello, Rick Pacello, mm-hmm. um, with seventeen wins, um, but you got Rick Pacello, Chris Sale with the pitching staff, two aces of the pitching staff to go along with a lineup that has Mookie Betts batting three forty six, J D Martinez mm-hmm. with forty three home runs, hundred thirty RBI. And batting three thirty, dude could just flat out mash. He has a high batting average. Insane. And and high home runs and RBIs. You can't stop him. You can only hope to contain him. <laughs> I mean, this, this is crazy, <laughs> crazy. And yet again, Boston looks like Houston from last year. But it seems like Houston has a number. I mean, they've 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 had their way against Boston the last two three years. But man, if you got JD Martinez doing that, Mookie Betts, and a few other cats who hitting the the seam off the ball, as well as Sale and Marcello, if David Price gets a little bit right, they're, they're, those cats are hard to beat, man. They're gonna be hard to beat. It'd be a huge advantage and, if they can do that. Yes. Yes, and 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 that's what my Yankees are missing. We can match like Boston, but we can't shut them down mm-hmm. like teams down like Boston can. And so that's why it wouldn't shock me. It would make me sad and upset, but it wouldn't shock me to see Boston overcome Houston. And as a matter of fact, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna uh, gonna get right to it. I, I think it's come down between Boston and Houston for the L pennant. And until I see Boston do otherwise, I still gotta go with Houston in the American League. Am I am I mm. off key on that? If I'm off kilter. You're off kilter based on what I would like to see happen, but it's not far fetched. You know, like I said before, you in it, you have an opportunity to win it. We already know that Houston is capable of doing so. We already know that Houston can dominate Boston, or they can control Boston in a series to to to, to beat them in six or maybe even seven. But it looks like you know Boston has had to have this mentality all season long in order for us, you know, to once again not have to compete in the wild card like the Yankees. We had to play some right. dynamic ball. That's huge. But the thing is, <coughs> they have had issues against the better teams uh, uh, this year. They fed off the weaker teams, but ending the season, they were – at best, 500, if not uh, uh, slightly worse, against the playoff teams. I think they were 500 against the Yanks, 500 against the, uh, the, the, the A's. I think they were slightly below 500, the, uh, the, uh, 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 the Astros, and they were 500 against, uh, uh, oddly enough, the, um, the Indians. So they did what they needed to do. They beat the teams they're supposed to beat. But the teams that they're going to need to beat in October is who they're going to struggle with. I think that, well, they should be able to beat the Yankees. Like you said, they do have better pitching in a series. I think that can go six. But the thing is, I think that their pitching is going to carry over if they don't have to overextend themselves in the Yankee series to come over and beat Houston as well. All it takes is for the ball bounce funny once or twice. And we mm-hmm. already know Boston has that ability to have that magic come in October. 
They have a history of it, even though these guys may not, but the, the, the organization itself does. And I'm expecting something like that to happen again this October and for the uh, the Red Sox to be the AL representative in the World Series. Oh, that would make me cry. Like Boston in the World Series. I know you do, man. I know. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, but can I say this, though? Can we agree yeah. that the AL champ- the AL Championship Series would be the de facto World Series? Because the AL is so much better than the National League. It's like the Eastern Conference of the NBA. The, the National League is the Eastern Conference of the NBA, except a little bit worse. I mean, who yeah. the hell is going to take on Houston or Boston or even the Yankees in the, in the World Series? I mean, you look around. I mean, Milwaukee. I know Milwaukee has Christian Yelich and Jesus Aguilar. Uh-huh. But that's it. I mean, Craig Council, the manager, just said he was going to go with a, like a non-traditional starter. That's translation. We don't have a damn ace. So we're going to rely on that. <laughs> Similar to like the Kansas that's City exactly Royals. That's that translates to. Yeah. Um, gosh, and, then, and they're playing the Rockies. I mean, the Rockies are a nice story, I mean, seriously, the Cubs would have made a better – the Cubs would have a better chance of coming out of the uh, NL to have a shot, better shot mm-hmm. at, at the American League representative. Then you have uh, the, the Braves, who they are a nice story. The Braves are an awesome story. They're just a year or two ahead of schedule. which is another one being exactly. a year or two ahead of schedule, but that means that you're green and that you, mm-hmm. you don't know what you don't know, which you can be worked to their benefit since they won't come in with any pressure. I mean – they're playing the Dodgers, who are heavily favored. And we all know that the Dodgers, except for last season when they made the World Series, that talent finally, they have been traditional mm-hmm. underachievers in the, like, in, in the postseason, namely Clayton Kershaw company, mm-hmm. uh, their pitching staff. So it, is there a reason why we should give the NL representative a chance? Because I don't, I don't – I'm running out of chance. I mean – Except for Milwaukee with Yelich and Alcalar, they don't have a pitching. They don't have a starting pitching staff. They just have a bullpen. And again, we listed the the, the, the wars of the other squads in the uh, National League. So is it safe mm-hmm. to assume that, or is it wrong rather that I would turn off the TV once the World Series starts because I figure, well, hell, the American League Championship Series—that's the real World Series. <laughs> 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 See. I'm not going to go ahead and repeat that corny adage that as long as they're in it, blah, 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 not yeah. going to do it. But what I'm going to tell you is, no, don't turn off your TV because if something does happen, you're going to be mad that you missed it. You're going to be mad that you missed it. So at least watch yeah. and see what happens. And if it plays out, it plays out. Then you're like, okay, I was right. But if there's a surprise, this is a surprise. And I completely agree with you with your team. Um, your, your assessment of the NL teams, and with me being a Braves fan, yes, I was excited to see them winning the division, especially living here in D.C. Yes, I completely mm-hmm. agree with you. They were a year or two ahead of schedule and looked good in doing so, especially in that front half of the season. But that last month, uh, the month of September, is one that I was completely concerned with the way that the Braves look. And like you said, they're green coming in. They're facing a Dodgers team, like you said, to have playoff mishaps, 
But I still expect the Dodgers to advance past Atlanta and even be the NL representative in, in the World Series and, and going up against the the, uh, the Red Sox. That's who I have going up. Uh, you know, something right. once, you know, it, 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 it'll make MLB offices happy. Fans will probably turn on, turn tune in to watch because it's L.A. Boston, and then you know, I I I think we'll be sit down and watch a five game series, maybe six between the two teams, and like you said, it'll it'll be one where Boston dominates or whoever comes up the AL, it, it it'll be a six a six game series max, um mm. this year. I, I I'm not really impressed with anybody coming out of the, the NL, even though I am an NL guy, I'm hoping that, that someone looks good, but um, yeah, I, I don't, I don't see it. I really don't. Well, going back to the Braves, man, like Alcuna Jr. He should be mm-hmm. rookie of the year. If he's not rookie of the year in the, yeah. in the national league, something's very wrong. Uh, so he's a, he's, 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 he, he, like he's a future star. Um, but, I would say this. We all know the National League is, is soft as hell, but at least I could take solace in. And this comes from me living in Cincinnati and being a, associated with Cincinnati in-laws for the past over 12, 15, 14 years. Is I'm just glad as hell the St. Louis Cardinals are not in. I, I'm just tired of seeing them in the playoffs year after year after year. We all know that the St. Louis Cardinals <laughs> are one of the best run franchises in Major League Baseball. We know that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they're like the San Antonio Spurs of, 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 of baseball. The way they run the organization, mm-hmm. the way they develop the players on a limited budget. But, damn it, I'm just so tired of them. I'm, I mean, I, I call them <laughs> team cops for a reason because you can't kill those guys. You can't kill you them. They've always found a way. Until the last few, right. They always do. They, they, you can't kill those cats. And, but, you know, they, they were in it until the last two weeks of the season when they, the wheels fell off. But, I, I'm just I'm just glad that I ended. it. Oh, and, and since I, I I guess I have to pick uh, pick a National League team to go up and serve as sacrificial lamb to the American League winner, I guess it has to be Milwaukee. What the hell? Oh, I mean they I mean geez. they got Masters again. They got Yelich. They got Aguilar. They got they have a pretty good bullpen. Uh, it doesn't matter. It, it really doesn't fucking matter in the end who comes out of the National League. They won't stand a chance against the American League. So I guess if I have to pick one, it'll go with Milwaukee. Milwaukee loses to Houston in five games. That's my World Series. Mm. Uh, moving around okay. to the NFL. Uh, oh, yeah, and and uh, one more thing, I got to give. And I'll be remiss if I didn't give props to ESPN for having the stats cast coverage uh, of last night's wild card game. Um, you know, they basically had like the regular coverage on ESPN with the regular crew, uh-huh. like. Uh, 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 with uh, uh, Alex Rodriguez and company. Um, but ESPN2, they had a simulcast with the analytics people, along with uh, oh, wow. a few other baseball people in there. And, you know, it. look, I'm an analytics guy with that school, grassroots with analytics, but I don't like analytics too much in sports. But they, but they made the game, last night's game, even more appealing. And that's pretty hard to do when you're talking about numbers. So I want to give give a quick shout out to ESPN for pulling that off on ESPN two. That'd be great. Especially it would be great if they do that for any of the uh, 
of the playoff games going forward. I think that would be great. But going back to the NFL, um, Le'Veon Bell, speaking about the Pittsburgh Seagulls Steelers and chaos uh, for earlier, <laughs> Le'Veon is coming back to week seven. He's going to report to the team in week seven. Week seven happens to be the bye week. Um, so he's basically coming back to chill out and maybe fake injuries for the rest of the season. Um <laughs> uh, <laughs> this is a hot mess. This is a hot mess. This is a hot mess that the team created by not paying him. If, if they knew that mm-hmm. they weren't going to pay him the last two years to a long-term deal, why the hell did they string him along? Trade him for some, some, for some assets, namely some defensive assets or draft picks while he was still hot. Now teams know that they were not going to bring that bill, which, 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 which was the reason why interest in trade for him was tepid at best. Was tepid at best. So if you're the Pittsburgh Steelers, if you well first, if you're Le'Veon Bell, would you even play for the Steelers? Would you even sue for a game for them, for like for the rest of the year, risking what happened to uh, 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 Earl Thomas in Seattle last this past Sunday, or would you just get it out and take your chances and have some like team have some film on you so they can pay you the big bucks that you deserve for next season? Because you know that you're not going back to the Le'Veon. Now, I don't know what the semantics are in order for him to be considered a free agent next year. I thought he had to play or at least be on the roster for a certain amount of games, be on the active roster for a certain amount of games in order for him to count against this year's um, cap so that he can become a free agent for next season. So if that means you got to do what you got to do in order to make that happen so that he can become a free agent, so be it. Because I don't know how much more difficult it would be if he decides that, you know, nope, I won't play. I see what happened to Earl Thomas, like you just said. You know, we don't want Le'Veon carted off the field having to flip the bird because he's upset. Yep. But – Hey, if you want to go ahead and get your free agency, do what you need to do in order to do it. I'm going to eventually trade you when you come back. Okay, that that's, that helps too. But, you know, whatever that situation is, whatever you need to do in order for you to get your big money, baby, I'm not mad that you do it. But I'm not going to tell a man to sit out for his health if that doesn't help his situation. I want him to, to to deal with his situation first. But if staying out and staying healthy is better for his situation, okay, cool. But he seems to be comfortable. And he seems to be in a place financially where he's not rushing back. So I, right. I, he might be okay financially too. But I know he wants that bigger check and he wants to take less reps. But do what you need to do in order to make it so that you're, you're in a happy place the next season, maybe on. If I were Le'Veon, I'm, you know me, I'm petty by nature. If I'm Le'Veon Bell, <laughs> I, 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 I would do what James Harrison once, once was recommended on, 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 uh, on Undisputed last week. Come back, mm-hmm. let's say you got a headache and you can't play. Come back and say, you know, my hamstring's a little tight. Come back and say, you know, I'm not feeling good. I have a, I have a fever. I'd, I'd, say, I'd be like, man, that all that all that shit that the offensive line, the guys who are supposed to have his back. Exactly. Yeah. All that shit they said in the offseason, I'd be like, man, fuck y'all. I ain't, ain't going to play for y'all. Why would he? 
it's a toxic situation locker room. And I know later on saying the right things by saying, you know, everything's going to pan out well. And 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 Big Ben Roethlisberger has been playing lately like large Benjamin once again. Said that the out the noise is really outside, not inside. Oh no, oh no, the noise is inside. <laughs> it's, it's inside. That's a toxic locker room. And I and I never thought I'd hear myself say that as a Steelers fan. It's a bad locker room right now because they're, they're so distracted and they're playing distracted. Mm-hmm. They got too much damn talent. To be one, two, and one. That they have too much damn talent to be a blocked field goal and a pick six away from being 0 and 4. That's how bad this team is right now. That's how bad. And that starts with Mike Tom. I mean, Mike Tom's going to get the blame for it, and he should get some of the blame. I think the other half of the blame goes to Kevin Colbert, who's the general manager of the the Steelers. All that is, it was to pay the man. Le'Veon mm-hmm. Bell is the best all-around running back in the league. Pay him. You see what the Rams did to uh, gave uh, uh, what's his name um, the running back. Oh, God, I can't think Tom of his Gurley, name. Tom Gurley, yes. Um, Tom yeah, Gurley. Tom Gurley. He, he gave him all. They gave him all that money. Why? Why couldn't the Steelers do it? I mean, what do they not have the guaranteed money to give Le'Veon? Is that what it is? If that's the case, why string him along? Trade him. Trade him in the offseason when his market was still hot. They would have mm-hmm. got at least the first round of from a first and the second, maybe a first and the third. Or and even the playoffs you know after that, that. But I completely agree with you. Don't string it along. But you know the Steelers have a history of not wanting to pay their big-name free agents. They're almost yeah, true. New England-esque. Where they'll give their big money to the QB. Everybody else? Yeah is expendable, and they are willing to go ahead and, and let them go or trade them away to prove a point. And, and, and it, we're, we're about to see the end of Le'Veon's time in Pittsburgh, uh, whenever that's going to be, but it's coming soon. We, it's impending. But, um, you know, it, they're not going to pay that dude. They're not. And, and, and you're saying, why won't they? Like you said, you, they got the dough. They can create the space if they want to. They just, right. They're just not going to do it. They're just not. And it's not. And it's not just a well. It's not just a salary cap thing. You got this thing called guaranteed money, where mm-hmm. players are angling to get anyway. You don't have guaranteed contracts, yeah. which is another mess up thing in the never stuff. That's another sin that needs to be corrected. A right that that a wrong that needs needs to be righted. So that's in the players' union as well. That's another podcast for for another time. Yeah. But it's all about guaranteed money. The name of the game is guaranteed money. You telling me that the Steelers don't have the guaranteed money to pay this dude? They have the salary cap. We all know what the salary cap is. This is what it is. Everyone has to work with the salary cap. But mm-hmm. you can't t- you can't tell me they don't have the guaranteed money to pay him. And I know he's been busting for weed. I know he's had injury issues like a couple of seasons past. But he had a full season last year. And even when he had a yeah. the time, actually the two seasons before, he's been spectacular. And he's a second-round draft pick. Not bad. So, I mean, Not at all. again, they know what they have in Le'Veon. They saw, they see what's going on the, on the field. And I know James Conner is a great story. I'm a big fan of the guy. He actually, he, can, he can, obviously can play in the league, but he's not Le'Veon. Mm-hmm. He's not a difference no. maker. And until he becomes a difference maker, it's like, what are you? What are they doing? So, 
so basically, we now we've seen the last four weeks of how Le'Veon Bell let Steelers look. You think they could use him against Kansas City as ball control from the defense not getting the scores, the points poured upon them? You don't think they could mm-hmm. use him against Baltimore? <laughs> Baltimore, mm-hmm. he killed Baltimore. The other thing Baltimore Ravens killed the last two, three seasons. He just is. And was, rather. And the fact that they didn't have him, you could see they sorely missed him against the Ravens. Sorely yeah. missed him. So, but still, to your point, I think Pittsburgh is cutting off the nose despite the face. It's its face, and it's unfortunate because you got a division now where Cincinnati is a lot better than I thought that would be. I figured Cincinnati would be better this year if their offensive line stayed healthy to go with those weapons. Mm-hmm. I didn't know they'd be this good. To come back, to come from behind on the road against Atlanta, the high-scoring Atlanta Falcons team, and to have a good uh-huh. win against the Colts in week one on the road, that's a good win. Indianapolis is better this year than they were last year. So Yes, they are. And they Regardless of their record. Regardless of their one and three. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, and so and yeah, I know, but Atlanta has talent. They, they, they're they mm-hmm. under pressure, too, but they at least have offensive talent. And to win on the road in the NFL is not, a, is not is nothing to sniff at. So you have the Bengals at no. three and one. You have the Ravens. Mm-hmm. Who are, I know we were at the quarter pole of the season. They look better than I thought they, they, that they would look. Joe Flacco mm-hmm. is playing like playoff Joe Flacco right now because he realizes that the team drafted his replacement in Lamar Jackson. So he's playing his ass off. we got to give him credit. And that Baltimore defense is always nasty. Playing with that same nastiness, the same aggressiveness. T-Sizzle is looking like the T-Sizzle of old Terrell Suggs, that is. And it's going to go destroy what world coach teams do. So you have that, and Kansas City, again, I know it's early, but they look like no one can stop them, especially the game against mm-hmm. them. And New England is starting to look like New England again, and Miami is, 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 is a big-time fraud. But <laughs> that's not a hit or there. But the fact of the matter is, in the AFC, Pittsburgh at 1-2-1 and one, are looking up at least five, six teams right now. Yeah. And if they don't get their crap together, soon, back soon, Quick, soon, and in a hurry, it's over. I mean, this game against the Falcons at home. And by the way, when is the last time the Pittsburgh team would lose three the last three games at home? That's just odd. But at any rate, if they lose to the Falcons at home this Sunday, you can stick a fork in their stuff. Done. They are done. You're not coming back from one, three, and one in a division where Cincinnati and Baltimore are balling, and Cleveland's better. So. Mm-hmm. And if, and, and, if, and if that's the case, my time in the seat is going to get a whole lot warmer, brother. A whole lot warmer. And you know what? Oddly enough that you say that, because there's been talks about that even here, there's some people here that, that's hoping Mike Tomlin's seat gets a little hot. So that if he does get fired, he just, you know, make that trip a little bit further south and, and, and find his way somehow in Ashburn uh, there have been conversations about that already, even though the Skins are doing what the Skins are currently doing right now. I find it to be hilarious. I'm like, can we at least focus on the season that we currently have instead of hoping and wishing that something else happens elsewhere? Dude, that's so Washington of us to do that. But you're right. Teams, that, those two teams in that matchup of Atlanta and Pittsburgh, they're facing some, uh, some rough situations. 
And, and we'll, I guess we'll talk about it a little bit later, or did you want to discuss it now? Uh, we, we, uh, we can get to it now, bro, because I was going to mention right. the NFC and how the Falcons have been disappointed. But, yeah, I mean, this is a gut check for both teams, really. This is a huge game. Yes, these are, two, these are two teams that no one expected to see in this spot right now at one and three. Right. And like you said, both teams are looking up in situations that, you know, if they lose Sunday, you almost say that it's a wrap for, for that team that loses. Because you have a situation where New Orleans is three and one. They had that tough loss week one. They bounced back. Carolina, who had the bye, they're looking pretty steady at two and one. They're very good. Um, they're looking very damn real good, real good. Yeah, and then Tampa, who started out two and zero, are now two and two, and they're still ahead of you, but. We don't know what Tampa team is going to is going to be now because you now have a QB change coming up soon, right? And, and, and right. you know Atlanta, who has, I still say Atlanta hasn't been right ever since Shanahan, Mike, Sh- not Mike, but Kyle Shanahan left as the OC. Everyone was expecting them to get better in this current offense in year two. Right, they're getting a little bit better, but there's some injuries that's going on on the defensive side of the ball especially with um, Keanu Neal being out for the entire year. There are a lot of things right. that, that they're being exposed on on the defensive side of the ball that's just not helping this team get dubs. And, yeah, this is a, a, a situation where I'm going to feel really bad for who loses because there were high expectations for both teams. Hell, yes. Especially both, both teams, yeah, because lots of people pick both teams win their division. Like conventionally, yeah. and mm-hmm. you look at it now, they're like looking up. They're like below five hundred, both teams. And again, no one saw this coming. I mean, which is one of the coolest things about the NFL. You really never know season by season. You really never mm-hmm. know. But be that as it may, this is a huge game. This is a big gut check, major gut check for both squads. And whoever loses this game. Season's over. Season's yeah. over. I mean, it's because you're going to week five. If in week five you haven't gotten right to ship, and both, and it doesn't help help that both teams play in very storm divisions, especially the NFC South. It's one of the, always one of the storms divisions in football. So mm-hmm. if, if you have, if you're Atlanta, you go one and four in a division where New Orleans is rolling, Carolina is starting to really get rolling again. It's a wrap. Say with Pittsburgh, or if you and the AFC North with an improved Bengals team and a really improved Ravens team and a very much improved Cleveland team, you looking up at those three teams after week five? Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's not it, – that, that toxic locker room atmosphere in Pittsburgh is going to be a whole lot more toxic. And, again, yeah. it's, it's unfortunate, but all, a lot of it's going to fall on the, on the heads, on the shoulders of Mike Tomlin for not keeping his ships – uh, tight, but it is what it is. And yeah, and with, more things, but just real quick. Ahead, sorry. With, 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 with that said, this is a set of two teams. You know, at least in the in the NFC South, people expected Carolina and um. God, Atlanta's not that That's quickly. very true. Teams, people expected the Carolina and New Orleans to be good. In the in a, right. AFC North, no one expected Baltimore and Cincinnati to start off the way that they did, and no one expected for Cleveland to at least 
be competitive. You know what I'm saying? Right. So that's the thing. Yeah. At least with, with, with Atlanta, you needed to keep pace. Everybody was expecting Pittsburgh to be the lead dog, and they're not. That's why this game is so important for both to at least t- not just turn their season around, but the, whatever reputation they came into 2018 with, that's, this, this game is hinging on that. Because if they don't win, right. everyone's going to expect a whole lot less from them, and, and opposing teams going to end up disrespecting them when they see them on Sundays. Exactly. Well said. So one more thing before we get into our week five picks. Can we just say that the Rams are the best team, not only in the NFC, but perhaps in all of football? Those guys are both. Maybe. I mean, the way they move the ball against Minnesota, and I know Minnesota's defense is not as good as it was last year. I get it. <laughs> but L.A., even though it's a tight game, those cats are rolling. They are just straight up rolling. And I don't see anybody stopping them in that season, at least not right now. I mean, they hadn't played Philadelphia. They played Philadelphia late in the year. But I just don't see – it's like, it's like the Rams, the Chiefs, and everybody else. Especially the Rams, because the Rams can actually play defense. So, mm-hmm. it's like, it, it, I, I just think, it's, I mean, to me, the top three teams are the Rams, the Jacksonville Jaguars, I can't believe I'm hearing myself say that, and the Kansas City Chiefs. Those are your top three teams right now in the NFL. So, I, is there anybody who's better than the Rams right now? Because I, I don't see it. Uh, there's someone who may say the Chiefs. The only thing is the Chiefs, the, the Chiefs defense is suspect. So that that will be the For one sure. thing that um, that that will be the, the the fault of of Kansas City. But the inverse of that is you know the 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 Rams defense of secondary is, is facing some some adversity with um, Peters being out, and, and uh, right. I, I think there may or may not be another corner that's out as well or dealing with some injuries. But you know. They, they seem to be the most balanced. Yeah, see, there you go. So they, 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 they but still, the the the, the Rams seem to be the most balanced team offensively and defensively in the league right now, and um, right. the Chiefs are a very close second, you know. And, and I'm still waiting to get, you know, it, 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 some consistency out of Jacksonville right now, even though they are a top five team in my opinion as well. I think I may have had them third uh, as well, too. Um, but, dude, you can't put up six points the Tennessee Titans, even though the Tennessee Titans are looking a lot stronger than what people expected them to be coming into this year. Yes, they are. Um, yes, they and, are. And the Titans, if, if, if Corey Davis can hold on to a football, my God. I don't know if you got a chance to watch uh, Tennessee and Philadelphia this past Sunday. But there were several deep balls thrown to Corey Davis that if he held on to that ball, that game doesn't go into overtime, and Tennessee wins it anyway. But yeah, they still were capable, especially with that fourth and two. Oh my God, to 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 uh, to, to get over one on, on Philadelphia. And Philadelphia is starting to look like they have some question marks too. But it, it's going to yeah, be yeah. interesting to see how Week Five concludes and to see if what we think we see is what it's going to be for the rest of the year. Even though we know the season takes a lot of twists and turns, 
especially when you get into that third quarter of the season. We're just entering that second quarter, and, and right now it's for people to start solidifying themselves and hopefully trying to get a lock on their division or at least a leg up, if if, if anything else. So, yeah, these next four games will be pivotal t- towards that. But, yeah, those teams that you named, uh, 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 the Rams, the Chiefs, the Jags, they have a leg up on everybody else. The question is, can they right. keep it that way? And that's the thing. That's that's the thing. That's a million-dollar question. So, since we've been talking about week five, might as well make some picks, shall we? Uh, so, we'll get yeah. more next game. Indianapolis, New England. This is revenge bowl for Tom Brady. Remember when the when the coach dry snitched on the on the pack, on the Patriots using those deflated balls, even though it didn't make a oh, yeah. difference in the second half because they beat the hell out of the Colts anyway. Um, yeah. Do you do you think that New England is going to hang fifty on those guys tomorrow night? I, I think they're going. I think Tom Brady's going to try to hang sixty. <laughs> even, though they're, they're gonna probably, even though they're probably going to go in thirty to ten or something like that. It's, it's, tomorrow night's going to be asking for <laughs> favor. Is what I'm trying to say. I have New England winning, but I don't know if it's going to be a thrashing. I think this game is going to be a little bit closer to what people expect. I, I see it maybe going yeah. 2013. Because <laughs> I, I, I don't know if I trust New England's office yet. And Indianapolis defense, I, I think I said it last week too, they're very quick to the ball, and they're a lot better than what people have expected them to be. And you still have Andrew mm-hmm. Luck, and I think they're playing this one at the credit. But, right. um, you know, uh, the, the, the thing is, even though they play teams tough, they still can't seem to score enough points. I don't know if they've scored. I think they may have scored over 20 once this year, and that was week one. And ever since then, yeah. they haven't. Even in their win over – no, I think they may have scored over 20 against Washington. I can't remember. But um, either way. They don't put up a ton of points. Neither does New England, even though they put up a ton of points last week. I take that back. Um, mm-hmm. I, like I said, I have New England winning, but I think the game's going to be a lot closer than what, what we expect it to be. Tennessee at Buffalo going to send this game now. Tennessee at Buffalo. I like Tennessee in that one. Oh, Tennessee blows Buffalo out. Yeah. There you go. Case closed. Miami at Cincinnati. I got Cincinnati winning. Big. I think Miami's. They 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 had a no show last week in New England, and I think starting to think that they're a bit of frauds. But I got Cincinnati winning that one, probably by two touchdowns. You know, I always kid the fellas on on crazy uh, sports all the time with my phrase WDP WDP who they play. And yep, <laughs> you can say that about Miami, even though they 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 beat. Indianapolis, who, who looked good in week two, but really hasn't dominated since then. Um, and then, of course, they face New England, and, and they get thrashed in. And like I said before, I didn't expect much out of Cincinnati, and they're surprising me. I got Cincinnati rolling on Miami as well. Baltimore and Cleveland. This is going to be an interesting game. Baker Mayfield, he has lots, he has lots of swag. He's dripping swag. We know that. Baltimore's playing mm-hmm. a lot better. My concern is how does Baltimore come into this game after beating the arch rival Steelers on Sunday night on the road? I think this is going to be my upset of the week. I got Cleveland beating Baltimore. I think Cleveland's due. I think Cleveland gave away a game in Oakland. And um, 
Yeah, and even though the refs kind of screwed the Browns in the end, to be honest with you. Um, but mm-hmm. I, 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 I like Cleveland in this one. I, you know, Cleveland plays Baltimore tough. And, again, Baltimore, I think they're going to have a slight letdown. But Cleveland, this Cleveland team has lots of talent. They have lots of swag at the quarterback position. And that defense can get after So, let's see what happens against, like Joe Flacco does against a very aggressive Cleveland defense. I got Cleveland a very close one in my upset of the week. Remember when Jarvis Landry said that this Cleveland offense is going to average 40 points a game and everybody laughed? Yep. It made sense when Tyron Taylor was out there. But now with your boy starting, Baker Mayfield, his first start, they put up over 40 points. Jarvis may have been on to something. I'm not going to say he need to go down this, but he on to something. I don't know if they put up 40 on, on 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 Baltimore, but it'll be really interesting to see what happens. I have Baltimore winning, but if if Cleveland is able to put up thirty on Baltimore, look out, look mm. out. So yeah, I'm gonna keep my eye on this game, especially with the skills I'm playing on Sunday. I'm gonna keep my eye on this one to see what happens with that Browns offense to see you know if if they can be consistent in terms of being able to move the ball up and down uh, the field, especially against a defense like Baltimore. Yeah, they moved it on the on the Raiders, and we know what the Raiders look like. But mm-hmm. this, this will be a better defense, and this will be a divisional game. I'm intrigued. But, yeah, like I said, I had the Ravens. Green Bay at Detroit. I think Aaron Rodgers is on one leg beat Detroit by a touchdown. Detroit's horrible. Save for that New England win because the, the, the current coach – Used to be their D coordinator, so he has to know something about New England. I got Green Bay over Detroit in this one. You know what? I'm so upset with with Detroit this yeah. week. They had a win in their grasp, especially over the dreaded Cowboys. They were supposed to walk away. I was so happy. I was like, the Eagles lost. The Giants going to lose, <laughs> which they ended up doing against New Orleans. Detroit is up. Late in the fourth, my God, A&T wins on a Thursday night. This is going to be the best weekend ever. Like, psych. And and those gray unis, which I love, but they made me mad. And I don't know if I can trust Green Bay just yet, especially Green Bay could have very easily been 0-4 right now. If not for that comeback against, you know, against Chicago. But oh uh, mm-hmm. man, I, I don't know. I don't know which which team to trust. Green uh, Bay's having issues in the secondary. We know that Detroit can pass the ball, but I'm I'm a lean on Green Bay. I guess I'll give it to Green Bay. It'd be tight. This is this is going to be my game of the week: Jacksonville mm. at Kansas City, defense versus offense. The rock uh-huh. against the move, the movable object against the unstoppable force. Something has to give. And since Kansas City is playing at home, I'm going to give them the ass, but it's going to be a damn good game. Because Kansas City's defense can't stop anyone, but Kansas City is unstoppable. And it's going to be interesting to go against Jacksonville's defense. But I expect Jacksonville to put up some points in that poor defense to Kansas City. I think Kansas City pulls out at home by a field goal. It's going to be the best game of the weekend. <clears throat> now, like you just said, 
that Kansas City O versus this Jacksonville D is going to be very interesting. But once again, that inverse, that Jacksonville O, sometimes they show up, sometimes they don't. Yep. And with no minute for that this week, the pressure is going to be on T.J. Yeldon, but T.J. Yeldon can handle that pressure. And we saw yeah. the closest to a setback for Patrick Mahomes this past week, as we as we've seen so far this year. And this defense in right. Jacksonville is slightly better, but yeah. they at the crib. I'm gonna give it to Kansas City. Denver at the New York Jets. Denver. It's not Denver. even a, a debate. Denver. And Denver. Next game, and we've been talking about it earlier. Atlanta at Pittsburgh. Gut check for both teams. Whoever loses game, season's over. I got the Steelers. Mm-hmm. Against my better judgment, I'm picking the Steelers because they're playing at home. They surely can't lose three, their first three regular season games at home in a row. They can't possibly do that. So I got Pittsburgh in this one surviving the gut check. See, this is where it gets interesting. Pittsburgh likes to try to come up from behind. Well, no innuendo there. And Atlanta yeah. can't hold on to a lead. So, with that being said, I'm going to go ahead and take Pittsburgh, too, against my better judgment, because I can easily pick a tie in this one, because this is what it could be. But, um, yeah, both of these teams concern me in, in how they look, and I'm a little concerned in picking a winner, but I'm going to go ahead and take Pittsburgh on this one. New York Giants at Carolina Panthers, this is going to be asked for Carolina all day against the yeah. Giants. It's not going to be, they're not going to come within 20 points of those guys. So, move around long. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Oakland at the Los Angeles Chargers. I guess I have to call them the Los Angeles Chargers now, but I got the Chargers winning at home. This is comical. My sister is a Raiders fan. Her boyfriend is a Chargers fan, being that he is from San Diego. Uh-huh. They have a bet this weekend. Whoever loses, the other one has to get on social media wearing the other team's jersey. My sister is uh-huh. already looking forward to wearing that Junior Seau jersey, and I'm going to go ahead and agree with her. I got the Chargers winning this. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Uh, Minnesota at Philadelphia, a game that looked better on paper before the season started, but not so much, but still intriguing. Minnesota's mm-hmm. in the funk. Losing to the Rams the way they did, and they're going to Philly to face a very pissed off Eagles team that blew a game against the the, the Titans. I got Philly mm-hmm. in this one. You know what? Kirk Cousins knows how to play well against Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. The thing is, he has no Dalvin Cook. This, right. That that once daunting. Minnesota defense has not looked right all season long. Right. That's why I'm taking Philadelphia in this one. I'm I'm taking Philly. I think Kirk will pass for a lot of yards on them, but I think Philadelphia comes out with the win. And what's going to be the who gives a shit game of the week? Arizona, <laughs> San Francisco. I got San Francisco winning at home against Arizona. Arizona's horrible. San Fran doesn't have their quarterback, but San Francisco should just move all to a victory against Arizona this one. You know, C.J. Beathard looked a lot better last week than what I thought he would. Um, with that said, Atlanta, uh, not Atlanta, but Arizona was supposed to win last week, if not for 
some situations that went on with them as well. So I'm going to take the Cardinals to get off the schneid. Yep, yep. Um, Los Angeles Rams at Seattle Seahawks. Such a sad story was going to Seattle. They, they don't have yeah. – they're a team in transition. They have, like, nobody mm-hmm. now that Earl Thomas got hurt. And and and, mm-hmm. Fritz, and I feel it's feel bad for Earl Thomas. I mean, he's playing the outperformance contract. They refuse. The Seahawks refuse to to renegotiate. He holds out, comes back, becomes a good soldier, plays, and gets his his his, ne- his leg broke. It's just it's I feel for bad. Someone's going to still pay him next season, but it won't mm-hmm. be as much as it would have been paid if he was healthy. But I got the Rams yeah. over Seattle on this one. <laughs> yeah, real quick, Seattle's situation where they had a bunch of young talent on those rookie contracts and they just happened to jail together and quickly to get, gain early success, and then they ended up giving the money. I'm not going to say to the wrong players, because yeah, you're supposed to give money to Russell Wilson, but they ended up keeping right. the wrong guys and letting other guys go that they shouldn't have, and this team is what it is right now. You know, at best, right. the 800 squad. Um, and that's mainly off of the back of Russell Wilson and the way that he plays. Um, yeah, five hundred squad. Yeah, they're about to, the, the the face of juggernaut right now in, in in the Rams, and I got the Rams coming away with a, a big victory. Sunday night ball game: Dallas at Houston. Um, Houston thinks it's a rival of Dallas. Dallas doesn't give a damn about Houston, but it's still a good yeah. matchup anyway in Texas State rivalry. I got I got Houston winning over Dallas at home on Sunday night football. I I think the Texans are coming off the snide, the snide, and Dallas. Let's put it this way: you and I are faster than Dallas's wide receivers. So I don't yeah. see Dallas putting up a lot of points in Houston. So I got Houston winning over Dallas. You know, and I could also run mean routes. Uh, my route tree is dynamic. I'm just saying, you know. So if somebody wants to yeah. give me a call. I'm always available, even though I am, yeah. you know, about to hit 43 soon. But I need for Houston to win Sunday night. I don't, I'm not going to do no analysis. I know, but, you know, I, I just, for my sanity for next week, I, I, I need it. I do. <laughs> so I'm going to go ahead and, 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 and pick Houston just for my sanity, bro, please. <laughs> please, baby, please. Um, and last but not least, your <laughs> beloved Washington at New Orleans Monday Night Football. I don't know which New Orleans team will show up defensively. No one's mm-hmm. good enough offensively to play of anyone. And I don't know what the hell to expect from Washington next week. Uh, I, I, like I should say, this is coming Monday. So I got New Orleans just because they're playing at home in the Superdome. The Mercedes Superdome, excuse me. But it should be a competitive game, <laughs> a very competitive game. So I got, I got New Orleans by maybe a touchdown over, the, over Washington. You know, you got certain things going on, uh, certain things to watch for for Monday night. You know, uh, Drew Brees is facing that yardage record. All he needs is a little bit over 200 to set the record. But the Skins have mm-hmm. a top-notch pass defense. Um, it's problematic because the Skins don't play well uh, on prime time. But you have a revitalized Adrian Peterson who is returning to New Orleans after the debacle that happened with him and his playing time last year. 
it's going to be very interesting to see how this defense and this running game and Alex Smith look. Matter of fact, I think this will be their first um, primetime game with Alex Smith and with Adrian Peterson. So it's going to be interesting to see mm-hmm. how they play with the both of those in that situation. But I'm still going with the Saints. That's why I need for Dallas to lose. Because I, I can't have both Washington winning and Dallas losing. Can't do it. <laughs> exactly. Hey, man, thanks a lot, man, for doing this. We'll pick it up next week, and hopefully uh, my skills will be off the snide. But if I'm feeling sad next week, please don't laugh too hard at my pain. And then again, you can I'm, laugh no, too hard I probably wouldn't give a damn for that. <laughs> but, hey, two things real quick, two things real quick. Number one, yes, my sir. prayers go out to the tennis, the Tennessee State linebacker, Chris John Abercrombie, yes. who who's suffering yes. from a brain situation. He, last I heard, he was stable, but it, it's it's still iffy right now. So my prayers go out to him, uh, Big Blue Nation, man, and everybody there. And as I always say, man, every week now, you it. You it. Who you with? Who you are? Who you with? All right, bud. Take care, man. Peace out. That's my guy, Dwayne Peace. Nash. Please check him out on Herosports.com, as well as Sleazy Radio or here on Blotter Radio once a week, and on the Yard slash SBCU Sports to wrap about all things SBCU Sports. Thank you all for tuning to the podcast. This is Scott Burks with Clyde Allen signing off. Oh, six tonight. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.